Last week, my wife and I decided to grab a coffee in the evening. We're usually not nighttime coffee drinkers, but we both have a goal of reading more this year. So we headed to a small, cozy coffee shop in our neighborhood to hang out and do some reading together. We ordered our drinks and sat down at a table near the back and enjoyed the nice and comfortable ambience of the cafe. Now, just as we were settling in, a young woman walked in and sat down at the table next to us. And I couldn't help but notice her. And for some reason, she looked so familiar, but I just couldn't place where I knew her from. I thought maybe she was one of my past students, or maybe she worked at a restaurant that I had been to, or something like that. I thought about it for a moment, but couldn't come up with anything, so I just shrugged it off and went back to my coffee and my book. After a few minutes, a man came in and joined her. He sat down beside her and they started talking. And then suddenly, it clicked. I was able to put two and two together and I realized where I knew them from. They were two contestants from a popular dating show that my wife and I are watching currently. My name's Andrew, and this is bonus episode 36 of the Culips English Podcast. Today, I'm going to tell you the story about my chance encounter with the TV couple. And then a little later on, I'm going to teach you about a useful idiomatic expression that you'll hear me use in this episode. So keep your ears open and see if you can find it while you're listening. There's a totally free interactive transcript that accompanies this episode, Following along with the transcript while you listen is a wonderful way to learn with Qlips, and I highly recommend that you try it out. To study with the transcript, just follow the link in the description or visit our website, qlips.com. So back to the story about my run-in with the contestants from the dating reality show. First of all, I should explain a little bit about this show. As I said, it's a popular dating show here in South Korea, where I live. My wife and I both enjoy watching this show, and to be honest with you, it's the only TV show that I watch regularly. It's the only TV show that I watch every week. I never miss an episode, and it's also the only TV show that my wife and I watch together. We have a ritual of watching it every Thursday evening. Now, this show is unscripted, and it's one of the reasons I like it, because it's great for helping me improve my Korean listening. On top of that, it's just a fun show to watch also. So the way the show works is that five men and five women, who are total strangers, go on a retreat with each other for a week. All the contestants on the show have one thing in common— And that's that they're all single and ready to mingle, and they go on the show to try and find a romantic partner. Now, during the week, they get to know each other, some people become friends, and they go on dates with each other as well. During the course of all this, usually some people start to develop feelings for each other, and some couples emerge. At the end of the week, everyone is able to make a final choice and reveal who the person is that they'd like to continue seeing after the show ends. As a viewer, it's fun to get to watch in on how all the strangers get along, form friendships, and even sometimes start romantic relationships. 
Sometimes the contestants that are on the show are organized according to something that they have in common by the production team. So, for example, one of the recent seasons of the show featured contestants who were all divorcees. And in the current season, all of the contestants are what Korean people call mote solo. We don't really have a great way to translate this in English in just one word, like they do in the Korean language, but a person who is a mote solo is a person who has never been in a romantic relationship before. So they have no dating experience. So all of the contestants on this season of the dating show are adults who are in their 20s and 30s, but have never been in any romantic relationship at all in the past. So as you can imagine, because of that, it's funny to watch because the contestants, especially the guys I've noticed, are kind of awkward. And actually, there are a few contestants who are awkward to the extent that the show is cringe-worthy and a little bit difficult to watch at times, but that's all part of the charm and one of the reasons why my wife and I like watching this show. The current season of the show is still airing, and the couple that my wife and I saw at the cafe haven't actually come out on the show as a couple. So because of this, when we saw them at the cafe, it was a bit of a spoiler. Like, we got a preview of how this season of the show will end. When we were at the coffee shop, it was funny because my wife noticed the couple at the same time that I did. And she gave me a nudge to make sure I noticed who the couple were. Uh, My wife and I are not the kind of people who will freak out and fanboy when we see someone from TV, so instead we just played it cool. But inside, I think we were both excited to see this couple in person. The coffee shop was empty aside from us and them, so we could hear everything that they said. My wife and I went to the cafe to read, But in the end, I think we spent more time eavesdropping on the conversation. Do you know what eavesdropping is? It's a great word to know for this kind of situation. Eavesdropping means to listen in on a conversation without being invited, without the speaker's knowledge. It's almost like spying. So the couple were talking about the show and their experiences on it and their current relationship. We couldn't help but listen in, and it was fascinating to hear all of the -the behind-the-scenes details. I'm not going to repeat what I heard because I think there are probably some Korean Qlips listeners out there who might watch the show, but let me just say it was very, very interesting. And it was neat to see that the couple were an actual couple in real life. Like, it wasn't just an act for the cameras, but they actually have a genuine, real relationship. After about 30 minutes or so, the two from the show got up and left, and we watched them go out of the corner of our eye. They seemed like a really nice couple, and it was so interesting to have a glimpse into their world. My wife and I finished our coffee, and we left the shop, and we were buzzing with excitement over the unexpected encounter. As we walked home, we couldn't stop talking about the couple and their conversation. It was just a surreal experience and one that we won't forget anytime soon. 
We were lucky to have been in the right place at the right time that evening and to have the opportunity to see these people from the show in real life. And it made me appreciate the magic of chance encounters and the thrill of never knowing what might happen next. In other news from my world, I'm getting ready to go back to Canada this week for a visit, and I'm going with my wife. This will be my wife's first visit to Canada and my first visit since before COVID. So it's been a long time, and I'm really looking forward to getting to see my friends and my family again, and also to introduce my wife to them and to introduce my wife to Canada as well. Since we got married during the pandemic, my wife wasn't actually able to meet my family yet because, well, they were in Canada and couldn't travel here to Korea. So she's a little bit nervous about meeting them for the first time, but I know that she'll be great and be fine. And since this is her first visit to Canada, I'm going to try to pull out all of the stops to make sure she has a wonderful time. To pull out all the stops is an idiomatic expression that means to put a lot of effort into making sure that something is successful. So I'm going to pull out all of the stops when it comes to this trip. Unfortunately, unless you like skiing or winter sports, Canada isn't the greatest place to visit in the winter. My wife isn't a skier or much of a winter sport enthusiast. But despite that fact, I'm going to try my best to show her the greatest things that Canada has to offer. Personally, my usual travel style is very lackadaisical. I usually just enjoy walking around until I see something interesting to see or do. My wife, on the other hand, prefers a more organized style of traveling. So because of that, I've prepped a big list of activities to do things to see, restaurants to try, and places to visit. So I'm crossing my fingers for a nice trip for us, and I'm hoping that we both have a great time. Now, even though I'm going away for a few weeks, that doesn't mean things will stop here at Culips. We'll still be releasing regular Culips episodes throughout the whole time that I'm away. And I'm also going to try and upload some bonus episodes for you, But since I'm on the road and traveling, they might be a little bit shorter than they usually are. While I'm in Canada, I really want to try and prioritize family time, so I'm going to put that first, but I'm not going to ignore you guys, and I'm still going to release a regular bonus episode each week. And I'm sure after my trip, I'll have lots of interesting stories to share with you. In other Culips news, we just released a brand new episode last week from our Simplified Speech series. And that episode is about a really interesting topic, at least in my opinion, and the topic is facial expressions. So in that episode, Cassie and I chat all about nonverbal communication and the kinds of messages our facial expressions send to others. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I really recommend checking it out. And of course, you can listen to it on our website, qlips.com. And there's also a helpful study guide and an interactive transcript available for all Qlips members as well. And now it's time for this week's vocabulary lesson. 
Before I let you go, I want to teach you about an interesting idiom that I used in this episode. The idiom is to put two and two together. Now, I use this expression when I was talking about recognizing the contestants from the dating show at the cafe. Did you hear me use this expression a little earlier? If you missed it, that's okay. Let's rewind and listen to that part of the episode a couple of more times. Here we go. And then suddenly it clicked. I was able to put two and two together and I realized where I knew them from. They were two contestants from a popular dating show that my wife and I are watching currently. I was able to put two and two together. I was able to put two and two together. Now let's talk about what this idiom to put two and two together means. And by the way, two is spelt T-W-O, just like the number. So to put two and two together means to use logic and reason to understand something or to connect different pieces of information, usually when something is not obviously or explicitly told to you. So it's about using your own understanding to come to a conclusion based on the evidence or the information that you have. So when I saw the woman contestant on her own at the coffee shop, I couldn't remember where I had seen her before. I was going through my memories in my mind, but I couldn't place her. But then once the man from the dating show joined her, then it clicked and I was able to make a connection in my brain about where I recognized them from. I wasn't able to do it until I saw both of them together and then it made sense. So this kind of thing is putting two and two together. And now that you know what this idiom means, I'm going to share some example sentences with you that will help you understand how native English speakers use this idiomatic expression in a natural way. I've prepped three example sentences for us. So let's take a listen to the first one now. Example sentence number one. She put two and two together and realized that her partner was planning a surprise party for her. She put two and two together and realized that her partner was planning a surprise party for her. Let's break this example sentence down. So in this example, we hear about a woman who was able to put two and two together and realize that her partner was planning a surprise birthday party for her. So when she put two and two together, it means that she figured out that there was going to be a surprise party. I don't know how exactly she did that. Of course, she would know that it is her birthday. So there's her birthday. And then maybe her partner didn't really talk about any birthday plans or something. And she thought, that's a little strange. Usually we celebrate my birthday, but this year there's been no talk of a party. And then maybe she talked to some other friends or something and they seemed a little suspicious. And so she was able to use all of that evidence to realize, aha, they're throwing a surprise birthday party for me. So putting two and two together means using all the clues, information, evidence that's available to you to figure something out. Example sentence number two. I finally put two and two together and figured out how to solve the puzzle. 
I finally put two and two together and figured out how to solve the puzzle. Let's break this example sentence down. In this example sentence, the speaker was able to solve a puzzle by looking at all of the evidence available and making a connection in his brain about how to solve the puzzle. So this example actually comes from my real life because my co-host here at Qlips, Cassie, is addicted to a word game that's called Wordle. And she actually got me hooked as well. So I've been playing Wordle every day on the New York Times website. You're allowed to play one puzzle per day. And I was doing my daily puzzle earlier in the day. And to play this game, you just need to find what the hidden keyword is. There's a hidden keyword in the puzzle that's five letters long. And you have six guesses. And each guess you make gives you some information about the keyword. So for example, if my first guess is ocean and the keyword has the letter C in it, then the C in my selection will turn orange or green, depending on the location of the letter. Anyways, how you play the game is not really important, but by making guesses and getting information from your guesses, then you're able to put two and two together and solve the puzzle and find the keyword. And I was able to do that today when I was playing my Wordle puzzle. I put two and two together at the very last moment and solved the puzzle before I lost the game. Example sentence number three. After putting two and two together, the detective was able to identify the suspect. After putting two and two together, the detective was able to identify the suspect. Let's break this final example sentence down. In this sentence, we hear about a detective. The detective was able to do his job well. <laughs> what is a detective's job? A detective's job is to solve mysteries and fight crime, right? And so the detective was able to identify the suspect, the suspect in the crime by putting two and two together. So maybe he went to the crime scene and he did an analysis and an investigation, looked for clues, used his logic and reasoning skills, and then was able to say, aha, this person I think did it, and they found the suspect. A good detective needs to be skilled at putting two and two together. That brings us to the end of today's bonus episode. Thank you for listening, everyone, and thank you for studying English with me today. Nice work on making it all the way to the end of the episode. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you let me know by leaving a comment on our website, qlips.com. I hope you have a great and productive week ahead. Take care, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.